Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Turn to Mark chapter 5 real quick. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Thank you. I had one woo. I know I got you out of sync. I mean, y'all, 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 I lost a few of you. But uh, Mark chapter 5. Uh, I don't know, just what I believe God's done and what our, what our call is as a result of what he does. And, and it's in this. And, and we're going to just, I'm just going to again, it'll be very short today. So hang with me. Come back next week and hear a lot more word from me. But just, uh, I do want to just say a couple of things, what I believe God's doing. So if, if you can do this, I'm going to ask you to hang with me and I'm going to go through some stuff. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. I believe this is what God's done and this is what he's called us to do with it. Uh, verse 1 says this. It says, then they came to the other side of the sea of the country of the Gadarenes. This real quick is Jesus. He got in a boat after uh, preaching the word of God, sharing truth, talking about himself, coming fresh off that boat from a windstorm uh, where this boat was being tossed. He speaks to the storm. It has to obey, cease, stop, and then he comes to the other side of the shore. And when he gets out there, verse 2 said, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tomb, a man with an unclean spirit. All right? Just think about this, man. After you've done all this work, he steps out, and that's his greeting. No fanfare, no flags waving. He has this happen. And so it says, Who had his dwellings among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. Real quick, what they're saying is this guy was demon-possessed. He was demonized. He had complete control taken over him, and his life was radically screwed up, messed up because of what had happened and overcome him. So you see the picture today. You hear guys getting up talking about where their life was at, what was going on, what was that? Were they demon-possessed? The enemy had them. And you see here in the text that it says that the chains had been pulled apart by him. You can try your best to break the chain, still be bound. You may get the chain off. It said here, they said they, they were able to pull the chain apart. The shackles even broke in pieces. Neither could anybody else tame him. I love the accountability of what God is doing in this house and in the men of this church. You better get it, guys. Ladies, you need it. Find it. Find somebody who will love on you, tell you the truth, kick you in the hiney when you need it, but will wrap their arms around you and speak life into you. You need that truth. You need that in your heart and life. But here's how it works. You can have somebody else do it, but they won't be able to tame you. You can have somebody else in your life speak to you, shoot you a text, but they can't do it. It has to be him, and it's him alone. It says here that they try. They, no one in any way could tame him. All day, verse 5 says, always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stone. No rest. No rest. Think about it for a second. All day. Imagine being in the place that all day and all night you're crying out, you're screaming, you're in this place of terror, you're cutting yourself with no freedom. Even though here he was with everything that you could do and everybody else around you trying to do, you were still bound. Verse 6 says that but when he, 
saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Ain't that a trip? You've got this joker who had been cutting himself, who had been day and night screaming out in terror, been crying, who had been bound, who was in running around in the graveyard naked and, he, and in no way could get victory over his life. But the moment, the Bible says, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. Now, that worship wasn't an intimate thing. It was more of a, a reverence, a recognition, because here's the truth. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Even this guy in this situation who nobody else had the answer for him in his own strength couldn't in no way get himself free. When Jesus showed up on the scene, this is what happened. It says that he came and he began to worship. Verse 7 says, he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Jesus spoke the word. Then Jesus asked him, he says, what is your name? And the answer saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Legion is, 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 is a Roman term. It is, it is a troop of about 6,000 soldiers gathered together. That's a legion. But no match for Jesus. This is why I think that the men of this church, are, we're seeing change. This is why I believe we're seeing God do some of the things we're doing. For a long time, Jesus was taught as some little weak knee sanctified Jesus who was running around just in some way with his hands stretched out all the time, walking like this. Y'all seen, seen the drama. You know, I, I used to play him, man. I used to be Jesus. I used to have long hair and a beard. I used to walk around all the time. In every drama, I used to walk around like this. You know, I'm just saying, I mean, if it's something, no, but Jesus was bad. This is why guys are wanting to follow Jesus because they're seeing this. This, this. this man filled with legion, with thousands of demons at his name, when he showed up on the scene, had to come and had to bow down, had no choice. And verse 11 says, now here's, then it just gets interesting. It said, verse 10 says, and he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once, Jesus gave them permission that the unclean spirits went out, entered the swine, and there were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Ain't that a trip? Uh, so, verse, so those who fed the swine fled, and they told in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it had happened. Verse 15, then they had came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. Who's, who, who can set you free if you're bound today? Jesus. Who can get you clothed and in your right mind and, and in the place where you can have Jesus? And, and, it, and it, this is what happened. It began to mess with them and began to freak them out. It says, the Bible says they were afraid. Verse 16, and then those who saw it told them how it happened to them who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Hold on. 
this guy, Jesus, was the one who just, the, just I mean, news has spread. I mean, he, of what he had done and how powerful his life was, was doing ministry. They, they, they hear the story, see the changed life, and that amazed them and kind of freaked them out. But then they began to think about the fact that he was getting in their pocketbook. So that was, that was their money that ran off the cliff. That was their business that ran off the cliff. And, and Mark, I'm glad you shared about your finances, you know, because a lot of times we want to follow Jesus until we find out there's things we should do. These guys were amazed, man. They come from everywhere to see this guy, and then they get there and find out what had happened, and they said, no, you need to leave. Now, the message ain't on giving right now, but that was a good word. That's a good word. <clears throat> then they asked him, they said, depart from this region, and this, this, he who had become demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. Think about this. That's verse 18. He got in the boat, who, and, and he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. Get a picture of this real quick. Jesus done his deed, done the work, showed up, was Jesus, did his thing, getting back on the boat, and the guy who got set free wanted to follow him and go with him and go off and do this big mission and, and, and go out and help to kind of change this world and do this big thing, following Jesus, and that is awesome. It's cool, man. We see that. We see times in the Scriptures where Jesus shows up to some people and says, stop what you're doing, come on, follow me, and let's go do this. But this is not what happens in the story. In this text, and, and, and it, it, just, it just amazes me, and it's what we have to see, and I believe it's a word for each of us in the room, but to the dads. Verse 19 said, however, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, I want you to say these two words with me, go home. Hold on. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home. Our first ministry, guys, after we've been set free, is go home. The first ministry after we accept Jesus and experience his love and grace, he does what we can't do. We try. We can be intentional. We can try. We can try to break the chain on our own. We can try to clothe ourselves, do everything on our own. We can't do it. But the moment Jesus comes on the scene and we surrender our life to him, we turn over to him, he sets us free, and he will if you let him. The moment he does that, the first ministry after we do that is to turn around and go home. Go home. Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has compassion on you. Verse 20 says, And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him, and all marveled. I'm telling you, man, I, I love the Great Commission to disciple nations, and this church is, is, is very connected, and, and, and you heard last week how we're very intentional about doing that and how God's called us, and, and we have a, have a guy who will be back in about next week who has been in Africa, and we've been sharing what God's been doing there. We have people that we send forth, and, and we help support ministry, and we support missions, and I love that, and sometimes we look at that, and we get marveled at that, man. We think about how amazing it is. There's been times I've went into the mission field. I've been in the Amazon River and up in the Amazon jungles and, and sharing the gospel in, in little small little just little huts and, and talking about Jesus. And, and, and sometimes we think, man, that, that is so awesome. Our first mission, though, is this, home. 
And if we're not faithful here, he don't want us to go there. I don't know what happened to this guy. I don't know if God called him out later and sent him on out, but this is what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to go home first, tell his family about Jesus. You ain't got to be a father for this to apply to you today. If you're just a part of this place today and you hear the scripture and the Lord changes your life, first mission, he said, go tell your friends. Go share this with them. And he went, and he did it. And everywhere he went, he began to show, and they began to say, wait a minute, that's a guy who used to be jacked up and... You know, I mean, he, that was him. What? Yeah, yeah, that was him. Yeah, but not clothed in his right mind. Free because of Jesus. And here's what he's called us to do, guys, and everybody in this room today, but fathers, go home, love your family. Lead well. Show them Jesus. Teach them the ways of truth. You will not regret one ounce of time, one minute of time, one, one ounce of energy that you pour into your family. I want to close with just a short video, and I'm going through some old stuff on our computers, so the quality is not great, but this is back when we had our first little handy cam on our computer, something my wife and, and my now 17-year-old and my now 14-year-old son made for me on Father's Day a decade ago, 10 years ago. Check this out. Daddy. 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 Thank you for being so sweet. So sweet. Look in the camera. Don't say that. Thank you for teaching us about Jesus. Thank you for teaching us about Jesus. And for always taking time with us. And for always taking time with us. We love you so, so much. We love you so, so much. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. This is 2002. This is 2002. Bye. Bye. Go ahead. That's good. I would trade that for anything in the world. That's the best Father's Day gift I could ever have. And let me tell you guys, you'll never regret spending time with them and telling them about Jesus. You'll never regret it. In, in any way, I'll cherish that forever. And, and listen to me. That's the first ministry. And you guys are doing that. I'm so thankful that you guys are doing that. You ladies, are you coming together? This church is coming together and seeing the importance of, of the gospel of Jesus. And it's not easy. You know, it's easier. It was easier me being in that jungle in the Amazon River, being around people I had no clue. You could go in there and tell them anything, man. Seriously, they don't know me from nothing, man. They don't, they don't know how I really live. So you can go there and pressure's off. You can go in there and just tell them, man, and they just think you some, they're amazing. Anyway, just, you're just white guy coming into their world, and they just want to just, oh, man, he's white. You know, they're just amazed by that, you know. And so it's just this, this that's kind of cool. They thought I had a cool factor just walking in the door, man. It's hard to do that at home, guys. Thank you for being intentional. Thank you for, for stepping up. If you haven't been, let me challenge you today. You'll never regret what God's done. 